Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Yeah, expecting some downpours at some point later this morning. And the severe risk of storms increases this afternoon and this evening. With 81 is your expected high. Right now, it's 73. It's Cincinnati's Q102. (sighs) We got Drake begging fans to keep their bras on. (laughs) A new docuseries about women who date homeless men and a handful of other stuff that we'll get to here shortly. But first, let's begin this hour's news with Billy Porter and Harry Styles yeah. this morning. Yeah, and this is an interesting conversation because it comes from, uh, it also is sparked by a magazine cover from 2020. If you remember it, which you probably will, Harry Styles was the first guy on the cover of Vogue and he did it in gender neutral attire. So now the question is being asked, was that a show of support for the LGBTQ community or was it appropriation? And Billy Porter has some thoughts on that. He says, Styles is white and he's straight. That's why he's on the cover. How does he know? How does he know what? How does he know he's straight? I because probably because we've only ever seen him dating women. I don't know if that's why he's making that assumption. He's assuming. Right. So, well, he says non-binary, blah, 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 blah. Has Harry said he's non-binary? I thought he did say, didn't he? I kind of feel like he came out as something. Hold on, I'll look it up. All right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this is what, this is the direct quote from Billy Porter. He says, Styles is white and he's straight. That's why he's on the cover. Non-binary, blah, 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 blah. No, it doesn't feel good to me. You're using my community or your people are using my community to elevate you. You haven't had to sacrifice anything. Even though it sounds like he's trashing Harry, Billy is more upset at the gatekeepers like Vogue editor Anna Winter, which he he calls the B word. And then he says he's just... He calls the B word? He calls Anna Winter, yes, the B word. He says he's just doing it because it's the thing to do. This is politics for me. This is my life. I had to fight my entire life to get to the place where I could wear a dress to the Oscars and not be gunned down. All he has to do is be white and straight. Why can't Harry wear what he wants when he wants to wear it? It says how is that any different? Any of Billy Porter's business, and yeah, why is it any different than anybody wearing anything that they want to? It says he's never firmly claimed a non-binary label, but people ask him often, and he just speaks about it. I didn't realize. Sure, he is violating a gender norm was against the law. According to Billy Porter. Maybe Billy Porter's point is if Vogue is going to truly be edgy, then put someone who actually lives the lifestyle or has been this way their whole life should be the ones to grace the cover. Oh, like Insta. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. This is where. I don't know that I agree with that point, but. Well, it, it feels like it's not the same. But it feels like the community that I'm a part of, the disability community, when they have an actor 
play someone with a disability instead of actually hiring an actor who has the disability. You know, it kind of feels like why not let the person who actually lives it represent what it is mm-hmm. that you're wanting to represent. Yeah, but Harry so Styles is not acting. Harry Styles just being Harry Styles. Just Harry does wear thing. dresses. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fashion magazine, and Harry Styles is known for wearing interesting things. That's yeah. just how he expresses and so himself. Therefore, he's yeah. on the cover of the fashion magazine wearing interesting things. That's right. where. That's how I see it. Yeah, uh, Game well, over. <laughs> There's a lot of magazines that say Harry Styles and a bunch of other celebrities refuse to label their sexuality. Right. So maybe that's another reason why they felt like it was a that they sh- can put him up there, there because he's not labeling it at all. He yeah. just is. Yeah. Mm. All right. We're going to take a break. We got a bunch of other stuff to get you caught up on as well this morning, including Tiffany Haddish's involvement in a new docuseries about women who date homeless men. That's all coming up straight ahead. First to check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. <laughs> feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She's producing a docuseries about women who date homeless men. It's an issue that resonates with her on a very, very personal level. She said, I experienced homelessness myself and found that there was a stigma on it that I don't think should be there. Everyone deserves to be loved. Everyone deserves to have someone supporting them and caring for them, not necessarily carrying them all the way. It's really important for people to make sure that they know that because it's really hard to be homeless, so many people are isolated and living on the streets alone. Mm. So we don't know the status of the show right now because this came from an interview that was conducted before the SAG strike. Uh, Not sure where we're going to get to see it either, but she is working on it. I'll tell you, I made the mistake over the weekend of starting to watch the number one show on Netflix right now. Which one's that? Painkiller. Oh, yeah. that got, I got targeted with that. Is it pretty good? <sighs> What's it's it about? infuriating. Well, that's, you're really selling it for me here. It's, well, it's about Purdue Pharma and the opioid crisis. And a doc- documentary? It is. A, oh. Well, it's a docu-series, so it's like based on a true story. And they start each episode with someone, you know, saying that, you know, names and places have been changed, you know, Ah. for a dramatic effect. She says, but the stories are real. And, of course, this person telling this at the beginning of the show is someone who lost someone to opioids. So Mm -hmm. it's a mother. It's a a brother. It's just it's so it starts out just heart wrenching. But it is in fear. I'm done, I think. I've watched three or four. And That's I'm how like, I felt when I watched Dope Sick. I'm like, Michael I know Keaton, this story. I know the story. I know the story. Oh. I don't need to see. Well, I think it's important to understand Same. what's going on. I just got so but, mad. Like, yeah, I, it was challenging me for for me to watch Dope Sick because I have family that have been affected by opioids. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of family that live in rural Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. 
And that was just such a hard shot. I remember getting so mad. I told Scott, I'm like, turn it off. Like, yeah. Even though that was like a based on kind of, you mm-hmm. know, not necessarily because it was actors and acting. Right. But That's it was what like, this is. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a loose story. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so pissed. <laughs> pissed. Right. Right. Well, we watched the movie Blackberry, which I think Tim would love. Is it What's about? that about? Fruit it is about or- the rise and fall of Research and Motion, the company that put out oh, the yeah. Blackberry. Where is it? Is that an Apple TV? start to finish. Uh, I saw it on Apple TV, but it's probably available on any number of platforms. And there, it obviously, this takes place in Canada because that's where they were based. <laughs> you loved the Blackberry. It was... At the you time, I thought, thought it was, it was one of the, the greatest, greatest things ever. What's so funny is, though, it takes me through those psychological triggers of, oh, my God, this is the greatest phone ever. I can't imagine life before this phone. This is the best thing. iPhone. What is this iPhone thing? There's no <laughs> keyboard? I have to have a keyboard. I have to be able to feel the keys. <laughs> no, I'm not. But that's stupid. And then the second day that <laughs> after it comes out, I'm wandering past the Apple store, just wandering past the right. Apple store. And I'm like, let me see this stupid thing. And within 15 minutes, I was hooked. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. nobody even had to show me how to use the phone. Yeah. And I was oh, like, I can remember. It's so oh intuitive. I remember so that too. <laughs> I remember you being like, no, you just touch, you just touch it. Yeah. <laughs> you just touch this part. Yeah. So it shows like the, it chronicles the rise and fall. It's so it's a drama. I don't know that I would call it a, a docu movie, but it's a drama slash comedy. And they have interviewed the various players, and mm-hmm. some of them argue that certain scenes have been dramatized just a little bit unfairly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what about um, remember the ball on the BlackBerry? Yes, that was really fun. Oh yeah, remember that? It was kind of like a mouse. So does that company still exist? Do they make other tech products? It, it does exist, uh, and they have zero percent of the smartphone share today. Zero percent. Yeah. Oh, but wow. the two two of the founders left the company in 2012 because their stock shares were just obliterated and the board basically booted them. Say see you later. Yeah. But the story itself, like watching the beginning of this thing, because you're you're you know, you're rooting for them. Mm-hmm. And then and then things change and how they respond to change mm-hmm. is fascinating because you know, we all sort of went through that as consumers, too. Many of us who were BlackBerry diehard fanatics, or maybe for you, it was the Palm Pilot. They make an appearance in that mm-hmm. as well. And then how we just all sort of moved to a completely different um, tool of efficiency. Mm-hmm. How that all went was just really interesting. And it was funny and it was entertaining along the way. There's a lot of comedic moments in it and great acting. And I don't know any of these actors. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Very well done. Blackberry. Blackberry, yeah. Okay. It's just called Blackberry. Uh, what else? What else? What else? The bras, the bras, the bras. Yeah, so Drake, Saturday night, was doing a show in L.A. and his five-year-old kid was with him. And he mm-hmm. asked people, you know, because his kid was with him, could you please not throw any bras on stage? That'd be great. <laughs> Trying to keep it PG here. I got my kid here. He says, I can't talk about boobies tonight in L.A. because my son is at the show for the first time ever, so we got to keep it real PG. Of course, this request came after someone already threw one on stage, which he kicked off and called a glue-on. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not very nice. That isn't. But in related news, Drake posted a photo of himself unbraiding Adonis's hair. Aw, yeah. that's sweet. That's sweet. All right. So this is kind of a fun little survey that the ringer.com did. It's kind of a, 
a March Madness style competition to determine who is the biggest pop culture jerk of all times. Mm. And the winner was Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, Shooter. Just barely beat Eric Cartman from South Park in the final round with 54% of the vote. Oh, Eric Cartman. <laughs> so the competition started off with 64 jerks. Uh, is it Draco Malfoy? Yeah. Okay. What's that from? Um, oh, it's a movie. Hang on. I'll look it up. Gollum. Stifler from American Pie. Newman from Seinfeld. Jer- oh, Harry Potter. Newman. Hello, Newman. That's Newman. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. I All was right. like, it's a movie. I couldn't remember which one. He was a Slytherin. The blonde haired Slytherin Oh, he was kid. the blonde kid? Yeah. I don't know all their names. Yep. All right, Jerry from Tom and Jerry, Biff from Back to the Future, Phil Connors from Groundhog Day, Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Squidward from SpongeBob. He's so funny, too. I know it. Jim from The Office was even on the list. So, Jim from The Office? Yeah. He's not a jerk. Well. I don't know. There were certain <laughs> seasons where Chris and I really were like disliked Jim. Yeah. Well, the final four were Shooter, Cartman, Biff, and Larry David. Biff. I know it. And I guess what's kind of funny about the competition is Larry David almost won playing a guy based on himself. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's kind of like, oh, what does that say about you, Larry? That's a great show. Yeah, it is. Uh, how do you pronounce Z- is it Zachary Levi or Zachary Levy or Zachary Levy? L-E-V-I. Anyway, I'm not sure. he's the actor starring in Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And... Uh, <laughs> It's it's interesting because uh, that movie is sort of a summer box office disappointment. Sure. And during a panel at a convention this weekend, he was complaining about the amount of garbage that's coming out of Hollywood these days without a hint of irony. Right. That he's in a really crappy movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. During a panel at a convention this weekend, he said... They don't care enough to actually make it great for you guys. They don't. <laughs> they know that once you've already bought the ticket and you're in the seat, they've got your money. <laughs> and the only way for us to change any of it is not to go to the garbage. Don't go to the garbage. We have to actively not choose the garbage. It'll help. It'll help a lot. And I think that's what people did with your film. <laughs> I wonder if anybody said that to Speaking him. Speaking of which, Barbie and Oppenheimer are still number one at the box office this past weekend. Yeah, and Britney Spears got a stripper pole. It's worth the view. That's all I'm going to say. It's pink. Looks it's high Barbie quality. Pink, yeah. It's high quality. It's got to be high quality because she's on it and it's just freestanding. Like, it doesn't look like it's connected to anything, you know. Yeah. Um, most of the time, you got to bolt it into the ceiling. Yeah. Hers is not like that. I tell you what, the girl likes to move. She I mean, does. You she gotta is a dancer. Give her, yeah, she, she is a mover she is, and a shaker. She is, well, she is physically active. I'll give her that. When I watched it, I asked if there had been any professional training or if this just comes naturally Natural. and it just uh, yeah. Oh so, yeah, she is I a mean, pretty good dancer though, isn't she? Oh, she yeah. does a lot of twirling. She's really big in the twirl it, department and yeah. and twerking. Yeah, right. I feel well, like she's one, a better dancer than singer. she can. <laughs> she can smack also, her, her booty. voice. Like if you go through her Instagram, she's been talking more in her videos versus just dancing. And her voice sounds a, a touch like the Lindsay Lohan. Like she's got been a, smoking too many Marlboro I think Reds. Oh, so. and it sounds oh. like I don't know what's going on with her. Mm. It kind of disturbs me a touch. Maybe she's got uh, seasonal allergies. Could maybe, be. maybe uh, living in the valley. Didn't the people get together this weekend though, Jeff? Speaking of the writers and all the crap that's been put out in Hollywood, didn't they come together? They had a meeting, and the meeting went okay. 
Uh, they decided to have another meeting. Oh, so it's a meeting for a meeting. I think so. It sounds like Never something. Never been to one of those. Last I say, heard. Sounds like something we would do around here. Yep. <laughs> Wait, what was, so what was decided at the meeting? Well, we need another We're meeting. we get back together. <laughs> so what you guys decided? We decided to talk. Yeah. We're going to sit down at the table and have it. Isn't that what you just did? So yeah. this is just the writers, though. This isn't the actors, or is it? That surprised me, as I thought they would all come together. But Yeah, this is just the writers, not the actors. For the moment. But yeah. Mm. Where we are. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brad and Angie are officially divorced. Oh, that finally. was something else. Oh, God. I thought that, that was that done was years done. ago. Oh, no. No, they were fighting no, no. over that winery still, right? Oh, they settled that. Yeah, they settled that. Yeah. And Mark Zuck- We had some of that wine last night, actually. Did you? The cheaper Is version. It still good? Studio Is it good? by Miracle. You Miraval. still enjoy? Yeah, it's the common man's rose. Gotcha. And then Mark Zuckerberg says it's time to move on from the whole billionaire fight thing because it is clear to him that Elon is just not serious about it. Okay. What so gave you that? On. What gave you that thought, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's disappointed. Kind of sounds like it. And why would Foo Fighters bring Michael Bublé on stage with them to sing Haven't Met You Yet? Here's an interesting story. As a way to introduce Foo Fighters' new live drummer, Josh Freeze, Dave Grohl dedicated a portion of the band to running through some of Josh's previous work in bands, including Devo, Nine Inch Nails, Beastie Boys, and yes, Michael Buble. Hmm. However, as Dave Grohl is unfamiliar with the lyrics to Michael Buble's Haven't Met You Yet, he recently began welcoming fans to the stage who claim to know the song, And during Foo Fighters' headlining set at Outside Lands on Saturday, Grohl called up a superfan, none other than Buble himself. Here's part of the performance. They're song. in a Foo Fighters show. That's awesome. That is cool. And the crowd knew the, knew the lyrics. That is awesome. I, I love say. it when Tim tells the story of when he took Michael Bublé a night on uh, Night on the Town. And One of the wasted. coolest guys I've ever met in the celebrity world, Michael Bublé. I can That's understand awesome. why uh, Dave Grohl and him are, you know, buds have, have a friendship. Yeah. That's great. And that is your latest E News. We'll have see Jen was. Whining about the crappy news today. She's like, there's nothing good today. <laughs> but we Plenty made it into stuff. something, didn't well, we? Well, we're trying to. <laughs> That's your latest news. I'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a $25 gift card to Papa John's. Try the most epic Papa John's pizza ever. It's the new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza. All garlic flavor you'll love in it, on it, and with it. We'll do it next. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.